0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: One, one that's grounded left side and through for a base hit. Hicks will score Ellsbury around third. Here comes a throw to to play by Marisnyk, the tag by McCann, and it's in time. Ellsbury tagged out to end the game.
2: Now, another Astros podcast. And
1: the Astros
3: hold on. For the 3-2 to victory. Jake Marisnyk, the outfield assist. Well, you can't throw a better strike from 250 feet away than Jake Marisnyk did right there. Everybody's celebrating on another outfield assist by the Houston Astros. What an exciting game. An outfield assist to end this one. Jake Marisnik defensive replacement, comes up big time. What a start to this series in the Bronx between two of the best teams. In the American League. Welcome
1: back, Robert Ford, joined by Astros manager A.J. Hanchel. What an exciting ending to a, a great ball game last night. Astros winning 3-2. to two. Jake Marisnik throwing out the the tying run at the plate to, to end the ball game. Great tag by, by Brian McCann and, and just, a, just a fantastic play all around.
2: Yeah, I'm not sure what's more exciting, like a walk-off hit at home or a walk-off defensive play. I mean, I have, you don't have many of those, but um, what a play. What a flurry at the end. You know, they put a Uh, a nice rally together against our closer and and uh we came up with it with a defensive play that that uh that really warrants the play of the game because of the because of the magnitude of it the uh the momentum shift that would have created if we had been a tie game there with runner on base and still not out of the inning so uh fun way to end the game
1: certainly was and dallas keichel certainly did a good job starting the game uh only went six innings for time this year he hasn't gone seven but pitched a great game and unearned run under duress those last couple of innings But so pitched well
2: yeah he did pitch well i thought it was the best stuff that he'd had the whole season uh at least at the beginning of the game and then as he got deeper into the into the outing you know there was a sense early that he was in complete control and we're going to see another vintage eight or nine inning outing in the 90 to 100 pitch count uh and then in the fifth and sixth, he threw half his pitches in those two innings alone and and uh, was tiring at the end. I think, you know, leaving with the lead, he's always pitched well in this stadium. Um, the bullpen came in and, 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 and got the last nine outs. But um, the tone was set by Dallas early. He got a lot of swings and misses, got a lot of gr- soft con- contact on the ground. So that's what Dallas does.
1: What is it about Dallas Keuchel against the Yankees, particularly at, at Yankee Stadium, that he's been so good against them?
2: It's, yeah, it's hard because it, he matches up really well against these guys. And it's hard to pinpoint what one thing that he does. Uh, extraordinarily well other than you know he likes the mound he likes the setting there's a great vibe here great competitive spirit here maybe that uh, dials him in a little bit so he doesn't need a lot of extra adrenaline or extra uh, competitiveness for him to bring his best but um, it's starting to be a a pretty pretty healthy trend here that when he comes to New York and faces the Yankees regardless of any roster changes he's going to pitch well can be a difficult scenario for a manager when you have
1: the lead it's a close ball game and, and two of your better relievers are, are down and that you have Chris Davinsky
2: he wasn't down and he was able to give
1: you two innings to bridge the gap between Keichel and Giles
2: yeah sometimes I think Davinsky's two relievers in his own right I mean he just can go anywhere from really short to really long and and going into the game I knew Gregerson and, and Harris were two guys that I didn't want to use um, our other guys obviously have different roles and if we had the lead and it's a Dallas Keichel game I really wanted to, to to get to the finish line with three pitchers: Keuchel being one, Davinsky being two, and Giles being the last. So it worked out as planned. But it doesn't it doesn't happen if Dallas doesn't hand the ball to Davinsky. And it certainly doesn't happen if Davinsky doesn't get through his two clean innings.
1: Lance McCullers pitching tonight for the Astros. And his last outing was a little different from what we've been seeing from McCullers. He was using his fastball a lot more. He's been uh, very breaking ball heavy most of the most of his time with the Astros. But uh, you think that's something that maybe we could see more from him?
2: Yeah, I hope so, because I, I think he's more of a complete pitcher that way. You know, we, we joke with Lance all the time that he knows he's got his, his breaking ball in his back pocket. So it was a little proud parent moment for me, like a tear running down my cheek when, when he's throwing his change up more and his fastball more, and and he looks like a, a growing and maturing pitcher because it um, it's different. When a hitter has to account for more than one thing, it's not just a challenge breaking ball. He, they know it's coming. He knows he's throwing it. Uh, let the best man win. There's an actual uh, game plan that can be put in place, and, and Lance can be very dynamic. A.J. Hench, thanks for joining. You got me. it. Now batting number 99, J.J.
1: Come out to Minute Maid Park on Saturday, May 13th, to see some of your favorite Houston Texans players swing for the fences at the 5th Annual J.J. Watt Charity Classic. The J.J. Watt Foundation will host a home run derby and softball game between the offensive and defensive players from the Houston Texans. All proceeds from this family-friendly event will benefit the J.J. Watt Foundation. For tickets and more information, visit Astros.com slash J.J. Watt.
3: Welcome back to Astro Launch, everybody. I've got Blummer here with me today. Jeff Blum, of course, the color analyst on the TV broadcast for the Astros. And we're here for the second game of the four-game series with the Yankees. And obviously, two of the better teams in the American League. Great matchup, great game last night. You ever seen a game end the way it did last (laughs) night? I can honestly say that I have, actually, yeah, because really?
4: uh, I think it was 2008 or nine. Darren Erstad
3: wasn't quite
4: uh, as important as this ballgame was yeah. for the Astros, but uh, I, I have seen
3: the walk-off assist, and it came from Darren Erstad and I think, 2008. What do you think when you watch that play? We've got a pretty good vantage point. Yeah. When you saw it develop, do you think the, uh, that he had a good chance to throw out the runner at the plate?
4: Well, you know and I know that Jake Marizik has a cannon for an arm, and uh, given the opportunity, and actually when – it was when uh, Jacoby Ellsbury stole second base. I don't know if you noticed, but the outfield all of a sudden started creeping in a little uh, bit, yeah. trying to you know cut off that base hit. But I know in this ballpark they don't play deep enough anyways, uh, but an excellent opportunity. Uh, Jake Marisnyk did a great job of closing the gap between him and uh, Brian McCann, and then unleashed all hell when he threw that thing home. And it was beautiful <laughs> to see how far out Jacoby Ellsbury was. And it was yeah. a great tag by McCann, too. And you, the, just seeing these guys excited about a walk-off yeah. assist from the outfield is a lot of fun to watch.
2: Much.
3: Yeah, how, how great is it that the Astros got to start that series with their ace? 3-1 to
4: one Astros. Two outs.
3: Bottom of the sixth.
1: Matt Holliday at third. Starlin Castro, the runner at first, held on by Gurriel. Regman will back up some at third with two strikes on Gregorius. Now the 1-2. Swing and a miss. Couldn't hold up on the pitch away. And Keuchel strikes out the side after allowing back-to-back hits to start the inning. Yankees strand a pair.
3: And we head now to the seventh. Keuchel, I mean, he's just been the killer. Has uh, been a thorn in the side against the Yankees just once again. He I mean, just dominant, maybe more precise than we've seen him all year.
4: Yeah, AJ takes a lot of credit for for setting these rotations up, but I was giving <laughs> him a hard time about a week ago looking at the calendar and understanding that Keuchel and McCullers were going to start off this series mm. in New York. But what a better way to have that uh, have a guy in Dallas Keuchel who is just doesn't give up earned runs in this ballpark, especially understanding that the Yankees hit a majority of their home runs in this ballpark, and he goes out there and shuts them down.
1: Headley at third, Gregorius at second. Hicks at first. Three nothing Astros. One out. Bottom of the fifth. Well, the crowd's interested now. Been pretty quiet until now. Three two. Swing and a miss. Struck him out on an off-speed pitch. Two out. Dallas Keuchel did a nice job, particularly pitching under duress his last two
3: innings of work six strikeouts in his last 3 innings, including the last 3 he faced for Kaiko really ratcheted it up, worked out of some trouble in those last two innings. He had 42 pitches through the first four innings. He ended up with 97 in the ball game. So good time in my estimation to get him out of there and keep him keep him strong and healthy throughout the season. How about this notion? So the Astros acquired McCann and Beltron. They Obviously, they were Yankees last year. And you could argue that the Astros obviously are better for getting those guys, but you could argue also that the Yankees may be better for for subtracting those guys because they're enabling a couple guys to really shine.
4: Yeah, in right field, I believe Aaron Judge gets the call up, and then Gary Sanchez is obviously the reason that Brian McCann is now a Houston Astro. But I, I love the fact that Beltron was willing to come back to Houston. Mm. Uh, he brings a lot to the clubhouse, and obviously all the guys in the clubhouse and in the dugout, you see him having plenty of conversations with with guys about the game. But Brian McCann is the one that really intrigued me the most because mm. he, he had the no-trade clause, and yeah. he looked at the situation here in Houston and said, yeah, I think that's a good place to go, <laughs> and right now it's paying off.
3: And we talk about McCullers, and we talk about the fastball command. We see it usually early on whether or not he's going to dominate or have to fight his way through.
4: Yeah, it's interesting, especially on the road. I know last time he went out there, and we're actually, uh, not to steal any of your thunder, but our broadcast, we're going to break down some of his pitch usage because last time out there, Mm -hmm. he got very heavy on the fastball and and didn't throw the curveball as much, but the changeup kind of snuck out there, and I don't know if it went back to the start before against uh, the Anaheim Angels, where he had some success right on right with that changeup, but he got a lot more confident. I know Brian McCann wants to see him pound that strike zone a little bit more, but if he can get the fastball over early, obviously, you know as well as I do, makes everything else off the edge is that much better.
3: Well, game two of the four-game series with the Yankees, it's been really exciting so far. It's going to be a fun ride, so thanks for joining us, Jeff Blum.
1: Always good to talk to you, Sparky. This has been a production One, one. of the Houston
0: Astros. Here
1: comes the throw to the play by Burristic, the tag by McCann, this guy. Radio Network. And the Astros hold on for the victory!
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.